1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. Dan Campbell loves football. We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, Feels like that should be a 15-yard penalty. Do you know what he is? Maybe multiple.
1: Do you know what Dan is? He's a meat can- head? He's Cannibal Campbell. He's, <laughs> He's a cannibal. cannibal. He's Cannibal Campbell. <laughs> Campbell. He's going to eat. This, this man just said that he enjoys human flesh.
0: <laughs> this, man, this man gets his new uh, charbroil grill, four burners, and puts a human leg on it and <laughs> bites the kneecap oh, off. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Of an opponent from last week. See, that's his goal. Each each week, he he tells a player, "I will reward you with a bonus, with more playing time, perhaps, if I if
0: you break a player and bring me his leg, so I can grill it." He flosses his teeth with another man's LCL. Football, yeah! football, yeah, yeah! football. <laughs> Sounds like a football thing. Quarterbacks, (laughs) LCLs.
1: That sounds like a
0: football thing. So Purple Daily with Mackie Judd and executive producer Declan Goff is presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And every single week here to wrap up the week, we dive into the YouTube comment section. We appreciate our YouTube audience. If you're not yet subscribed, please check us out. We have two YouTube channels at Score North, Purple Daily and Score North. And uh, we've we're almost to twenty thousand total subscribers across the two channels. So thanks to everyone who, uh, whether it's Purple Daily or Mackie and Judd. we uh, we have a blast entertaining you on a daily basis. So let's go through tons of Kirk Cousins related comments and questions this week because we did a lot of Kellen Mond stuff last weekend. Yep. Um, we talked about Kirk this week when we had PFF Seth on and he had him in the MVP conversation. So let's just start with a couple of these here. Uh, Pollard Tools says, "Every single one of you will say you you believed in Kirk Cousins from the start. When he wins a Super Bowl, go root for the Packers.
1: Why right, are you he guys?
0: Here? If <laughs> clearly, yeah, and and he's a White Sox fan, but mm-hmm. that's Declan's problem. Yep. All right? If Kirk hoists a Super Bowl trophy, will you finally admit that you guys were wrong? Well, no, because if he hoists the Lombardi Trophy, he will have changed.
1: Like he will do things he's never done before." Like, we're not, we're not wrong. In fact, this goes back to the day they signed Kirk, I believe we all said, oh, that's awesome, good signing, right? And then we saw more Kirk, and we've learned a lot in the past, I believe it's three years, about Kirk Cousins. So I won't say I was wrong. I will say he's changed. He changed his game. And if he does, God bless him. I, good for him. I have no problem admitting I was wrong if he went to Super Bowl. Cause it'd be the one thing I've never seen happen before. Like I I I might even get a Kirk Cousins tattoo. Like I don't know. I'll listen to Creed. I'll
0: I'll I'll get a number 8. I'll name my son Kirk. I I will I will do
1: not unspeakable like stuff,
0: acts, but I will do a lot of things to admit I was wrong about Kirk Cousins if you won a Super Bowl. If that's the answer. We to should me. come up with something because I'm with you guys. If he wins a Super Bowl, we should come up with something. Maybe maybe this is for for next week's YouTube comment section. If he wins a Super Bowl, meaning that us being hard on him was either unwarranted or unfair or whatever whatever you want or we were wrong what should we do what's 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 the bet with with the community here on Purple Daily give us some ideas and we'll we'll throw them out on next week's episode okay lord snow <laughs> says leave it to the drooling plebs in the score north fandom to think a completely unproven third round quarterback kellen mond that they literally know nothing about is better than a proven top 10 quarterback just because Kirk couldn't win a Super Bowl with Washington or Minnesota. Oh, he makes about average money for a starting quarterback, which is overpaid apparently, too. I don't get the animosity and hate, must be non football related. Okay. It, it, first of all, it's not hate,
1: it's about him as a quarterback. Second of all, How many times do we need to have the Mond discussion? It's a good pick because he is a third-round pick. There's not immediate pressure. Um, He might be a bust. I have no idea. But it was time to take a quarterback, and you have to have – I don't understand what's so offensive to Kirk (laughs) stands about saying that this puts a potential or this puts an expiration date on him as far as what you're going to have to do next. Like, are the Kirk stands in this town now bigger Kirk fans than
0: Vikings fans? That's what it se- honestly. That's what it seems like. I, I don't, but that's I don't what understand. It seems like. But
1: but where are they coming from? And I'm not saying Kellen Mond is going to be successful. What I'm saying is it's a plan to have a replacement. And Bravo to Spielman, especially for deciding to institute a plan that's not named Sean Mannion. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't understand well, what I, what's going on here. A, a few things just to just respond because there's a lot of, there's a lot of points in here. So I'll start with the uh, average money for a starting quarterback. Two things off that he has the third highest cap hit this year and the second highest cap hit next year there are 32 teams in the NFL so the average cap hit would be much further down than third or second right so he has a well above average cap hit compared to his peers and um and and if you want to talk about like well that's the going rate right for a quarterback you know if you if you if you're going to hit free agency i think there's a difference between paying market price and paying a price that still gives you a chance to win a Super Bowl, right? Those are two different conversations. Yeah. Secondly, nobody is saying, I don't think nobody on this show is saying, that Kellen Mond is better than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is one of the 15 or so best quarterbacks in the world. No one is disputing that, all right? The dispute is whether you should be paying what I, like you say, Lord Snow, you say he's a bona fide proven top 10 quarterback. And I would say, yeah, I mean, there's was a. there been a couple PFF grades where they've had him in the top 10. And if you want to look at some of the back of the football card numbers, in my opinion, in terms of influence on winning games, he's not in the top 10. When you account for improvisational skills, how do you perform against the best teams? What What sort of leadership qualities do you have, right? He's a good quarterback with a great, accurate arm at times who lacks in all these other areas. And that's a big reason why his teams are 500 in his career as a starter, right? So, I mean, you can throw around like, well, he's top 10 in passer rating. All right, well, why have none of his teams ever come close to winning a Super Bowl? Is he just the unluckiest guy ever? (laughs) And if he has these limitations, then the money is too much. And that's the argument. The argument, like, no one's saying he's a garbage quarterback. No one's saying, saying that Kellen Mond is better than Kirk Cousins. Those are straw man arguments that you're just pulling out of thin air. So. But aren't you endrant. But aren't you
1: a Vikings fan first? So like you should be happy that they're trying to plan. Yeah. Like that but this is what I don't get. I this is not about this shouldn't ever be about a player. This should always be about your team. Yeah, like, are, you, are you ripping the Vikings for drafting Kellen Mond? Right, but and no yeah, I, I'm I'm just I'm very confused. I'm legitimately confused as to what the Kirk stands want. Not a Super Bowl.
0: Right? But I mean Yeah, but I mean, it's just weird. I just, I don't get it. Let's raise our standards here too. Here's the other thing, okay? Not to turn this into a big, you know, Kirk Cousins uh, rant, but he threw 11 interceptions in the first six games of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And and the Vikings started one and five. Mm -hmm. Were there other things wrong too? Was the offensive line bad too? Yeah, of course. But like, he threw 11 interceptions in the first six games And and the Vikings started one and five, and it's like we have completely dismissed and forgotten about that, or we've just like allowed it to be okay, because when the pressure came off the rest of the year, he performed at the best level that he's performed at, right? Yeah. And so my point here is, why can't we raise our expectations? Why is it like I get that you played well in the second half, but the seat like you were digging out of a ridiculous hole, and they and they couldn't dig out because they started one and five, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we? just looking at 11 picks in six games and melting down in pressure moments, like why are we looking at that and dismissing it? Because he beat the Jaguars and the Panthers in the second half of the season. Right. So, and again, it's a team sport. It's not just all on Kirk. There's other factors in play here, but in general, I just feel like there's an amazing gravitational pull toward good not great with everything involving the Vikings and the quarterback position. And we're just okay with everything being good and nine wins. And if we can just flirt with the playoffs, raise your expectations. It's okay. And I I think a lot of fans of the Vikings feel
1: like we do as far as what we're discussing here, but there's this church or cult of Kirk is is what I don't get. And I don't think it's a huge, like, I don't think it's massive, but there's a definite cult of Kirk. And it's like, we, we need to purge that like there, there needs to be a ritual or something to get you out of the cult of Kirk and rejoin society, which is functioning and trying to win football games. And, but, but oh, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to imply Reed. that all Vikings fans are in the cult of Kirk. You're not. So just to be clear, I'm not insulting you, but there is this weird, like, yeah, like Kirk cousins is my quarterback. It's like, what are you doing? Stop with that.
0: <laughs> weird, yeah. All right. Next one here from David McClendon. Judd nailed it earlier this week on an episode. I'm a musician with performance anxiety, and I watch Kirk play and see myself in his decision-making. If it isn't perfect, analysis paralysis, followed by the fetal position, I understand this mindset deeply, and Judd articulated it perfectly. Kirk is a perfectionist who second-guesses everything and could be an all-time great if he would let go of fear of failure. I love this point, because when when everything (laughs) is perfect... He is great. When the pockets clean and the pressure's off and the wide receiver gets, you know, two feet of separation, right? Like and everything's in rhythm, man, you're not gonna find many guys that can drop a dime like Kirk Cousins in the NFL. Like straight up. Uh but it's really, 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 really hard to beat the best teams and to win playoff games and to win a Super Bowl with everything always being perfect. You know, how How many of the, we talked about this with PFF Seth earlier this week on the show. When you think of like the iconic plays that win playoff games and Super Bowls, right? They're always off script. They're always, it's always like John Elway helicopter spinning or Brett Favre rolling out to the right or, uh, you know, Eli Manning like avoiding two defensive edge rushers to throw a ball down the field and a guy pins a ball like, How are you? Like, I get it. Almost, almost every quarterback in the NFL is going to be pretty darn good when everything's perfect, right? In the instances where it's not, how much value are you adding? And that's the room for growth. So, I I actually love the way that Judd put it earlier this week, and the way that David laid it out as a musician when it comes to like, oh God, the bass player just went on a riff, and I like, I don't know what we're doing.
1: (laughs) My question to that point, though, is, can you change it? Like that? That's not a. That's not a sports thing. That's a life thing. Look. As far as Kirk's personal life goes, when I saw the story about the rock, the rocks, he what takes a rock out or puts a rock in. He's a glass,
0: eight, a glass tube of rocks. He right. Pulls but I mean, that is month until he dies. Yeah.
1: But a doctor will tell you, like, that's a clinical like like that's him keeping an order of sorts that he needs to which then translates to his personality on the field. And I don't know that you can break that. I mean, perhaps through some time. He's just so, I mean, he's not a young athlete at this point. So I don't know how you create a situation where literally in his life, you say, if it's not perfect, it's fine. Because that's not how your brain works. Like I'm not even faulting him. It's just it's how his brain works. He's very he's very
0: organized and meticulous. And yes. what's that called? Where 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 you have to OCD? Have, yes. He's all, yeah, yeah. I know it's it. like, like those, those things probably like him being that meticulous and OCD probably has led him to maximize his skill set to become sure. a thirty million dollar professional athlete, right? Mm-hmm. To be a fourth round pick, but there's to, a ceiling on it. Yeah. Yep uh Thorvald just so many Kirk Cousins comments this week Thorvald Von Johnson says all right let's assume that you're right Phil and Kirk's contract is keeping the Vikings out of Super Bowl contention what exactly do you spend his money on and who do you jettison from the team after the draft I'm not sure the money gets you significant well the second part of this is we're I'm not talking about spending it now like it's a sunk cost for 2021 but the answer it's it's going forward you know, let's let's say going forward, they just couldn't reach an agreement and the Vikings decide, listen, we're not going to we're not going to play on a forty five million dollar cap at next year, buddy. We can't do this. And if you don't want to restructure or if we don't want to go beyond 2022, then we have to trade you. So that so now you've now you've saved. You have to eat the 10 million. Kellen Mond makes one. Uh, so you'd wind up saving like thirty five, thirty four million dollars to the cap. So what would we spend that money on? Well. It depends on what's available in free agency, but you start with your own guy. Like who, who would you need to extend and make happy? Right. You might have to push some Danila Hunter extension into next year, Brian O'Neill extension into next year, but it would give you the luxury when you don't have a highly paid quarterback, like, like the chiefs restructured Pat Mahomes after they gave him that big contract, they restructured him from like a 35 or a $40 million cap hit for this year down to seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, he still gets paid the same. It's all like it's a 10-year chunk, and it's just being shuffled around, right? But for this year, they moved his cap number down to seven so that they could go and overpay for a left guard. That's the type of thing that you can do when your quarterback makes less money. When you when you don't have that luxury, then you wind up with, I don't know, Dakota Dozier playing left guard for you for a full yep. season. Right?
1: Well, and and look, if, if they had the cash, then the Dalvin Cook contract extension that he got last year to becomes very simple. The reason why I argued against it was because you you need to pay guys. And at some point in time, when your quarterback is being paid as much to the cap, and this is what – this whole discussion is not about salary. We don't care about that. We care about the cap. Um, when you are paying Kirk what you're paying him, can you really afford to sign a guy at, at a position like running back, which is important. I'm not trying to say it's not, but it's not one of the most important. And that's the problem. I think the key thing here is got to find a quarterback – Ideally, you develop him, but you find a quarterback who can turn into at least what appears to be a franchise guy, Phil. And I think what we're seeing here as the most important thing, too, is you develop a partnership then, too. Like, it's always, and it can be, the quarterback who defers cap hits back, right, and helps you out. Like, Kirk is very much an employee. He is an employee. Like, he is trying to break the bank. And God bless him for it. You know what? It's pro sports. Get what you can get. That's great. But if you look at the teams that are successful and the teams that develop QBs, I mean, think about before the falling out, the Patriots and, and Brady. How many times did Tom basically go back to them and be like, OK, let's do this. Let's do that. It was a partnership. So mm-hmm. I think that's the and Kirk and the Vikings, to be very clear, are not partners. They're
0: employee employer. He's a mercenary. He's yes. been a mercenary for three years, right? Uh, Ned Steinwand on Purple Daily YouTube says, Love your podcast. I used to listen to K Fan Fanline after each Vikings game, but now I listen to you guys. Love your team dynamics. New name for Judd. I like to refer to him as GM Judd. Oh, GM Judd. Oh, I like that. House. I like that. Right. Twins, also, Vikings, Wild. I appreciate well, that so much. Thanks for making the switch. Yeah, we do appreciate that. Maybe that's the, it f- maybe that's the tagline of the show. Make the switch. Isn't it crazy when we like embrace fun and like national topics and not talk about farts all the time? I think that's great. Personally, I I love all. You this know, stuff. that's the type
1: of cheap shot that I will what not. Cheap shot? I won't.
0: What cheap shot? I'm just I'm just stating what what we do, what they do. You know, I'm just stating a fact. Well, Everybody farts. Definitely. Everybody. Yeah, I, I, you don't want to hear mine. They're bad. Everybody farts. Uh, t Jack fans says the Sunday Night Football song. Oh, this is great. Let me cue this up here, okay? I love when people bring this up. The Sunday night football song gets me pumped up no matter what game is on. My fiancé thinks it's funny that I get so moved by uh, a pregame tune. I mean, who wouldn't? Come on now. TJ? Is is that? Hey, honey, how are you? I'm Uh, watching uh, football all night long. Leave me alone. Here's the thing, TJ.
1: Put Put this as your alarm. And begin your day with the intensity of a football oh, game.
0: Can you imagine just...
1: I'm waking up now. Gonna get a cup of coffee and a shower. I'm go
0: Exactly. <laughs> Brushing my teeth now. You know switch, who does Switch this? some mouthwash now. You know who do-
1: does this, I bet you, every day? Cannibal <laughs> Campbell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cannibal campbell that.
1: wakes up and the first thing he does is <laughs> let's get some let's get some meat on the grill uh
0: final question here because judd's camera feed and microphone cut out when declan and i talked about this earlier in the week west coast duke yeah joe burrow isn't afraid to take hits that's why he didn't finish the season say you will say what you want but Kirk cousins is there every single week and he's referring to justin jefferson's comments about how Joe Burrow is just more confident and swaggy on the field and isn't afraid to take a hit. <laughs> so, Joe, what what are your thoughts on Justin Jefferson's comments from this week? Um, I actually
1: wrote about this for scorenorth.com. I loved the comments. He's being honest, and, and I felt there was very little in there that was actually like I interpreted as a rip of Kirk. Look, Jefferson to me is he's not going to tell you probably everything he thinks. But I thought his comments were spot on, didn't you guys? Like I, I liked it. I applauded. D- tell the truth. Um, but as far as saying it's time that you know, if we had taken fields or by taking mod, that's a plan. Yeah, he's right. That's a plan. Yeah. Here, here's the. Th- here's my most important takeaway as we try to interpret Jefferson and Kirk, where it's different than like Diggs and Kirk. Okay, Justin Jefferson is a young man. He's not. I don't believe he's twenty two yet and he is going to spend the majority of his career, hopefully for the Vikings' sake, with Kellen Mond. But it's not going to be with Kirk. Kirk is, what, 32? Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, in Jefferson's mind, I mean, think about when you were his age and you saw a person in their 30s. He's an old man. And, I mean, that doesn't mean that he's not important, but, I mean, Justin Jefferson doesn't look at Kirk as this, this is my teammate for life, we're going to ride together. He looks at Kirk as what Kirk is. So, like, we need to stop thinking it's a big deal unless he comes out and says Kirk Cousins is ass. Like like Griffin did. Okay? That's a big deal. But if he's gonna talk about what's gonna happen with the team eventually or or with with my guy Burrow, who by the way is Jefferson's age, so like they're friends probably,
0: let's not get excited. Justin Jefferson sees Kirk as a geriatric. I just find it interesting that you got you've got Everson Griffin ragging on Kirk on Twitter, dumping on him. You got Kyle Rudolph ignoring Kirk in a two thousand word goodbye to all of his teammates. You got yeah. you know Diggs uh, passive aggressiveness and just outright. You got Jeff. I mean, there's a lot of signs that point toward teammates don't hate him necessarily, but they just think he's kind of a boob.
1: <laughs> like that's the way yeah, that
0: I sort tough. of he's interpret it.
1: But that's fair. But and, I mean,
0: uh, and, but and Justin
1: Jefferson's not going to jump in and be like, oh, man, you guys don't understand Kirk. He's wow. a really cool guy. We hang right. all the
0: time. How many times he's have you heard to. a teammate or a coach come out and just like, besides Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> yeah. how many how many times yeah. have you heard someone just come out and heap praise? Right now, it's does it mean that they're going to train wreck. Does it mean that he's a garbage quarterback? No, it's just. It's interesting. It's an interesting look into how his coworkers feel about him. The the Griffin tweet was super telling. Like that was and and to me
1: the biggest thing when a guy who is approximately your age, Rudolph Phil, leaves you out of a essentially a manifesto of your time here. <laughs> I'm reading far more into that than than what is basically a comment from Jefferson knowing that Kirk probably is going to be gone in a year or two for sure, and they will never see each other again.
0: His name is Kirk Cousins. He grills mystery meat. He has rock collections in the glass tube in his driveway. Yes. (laughs) I'm telling you,
1: we should live our (laughs) lives by that song. That's how we should live our lives. Glenn's cracking a seltzer, and he's going to cause hell again.
0: Good luck. Good luck not having that song in your head all weekend now, yeah. everybody. What's wrong with that? That's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, don't forget to click subscribe on our YouTube channel and give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, if you will. And we'll see you guys next time.